0: How was your birthday, Javier? That's good. Yeah? Yeah. Good. We did wish you happy birthday, you just never got to hear it, so happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. Welcome to Team Cockroach, a podcast about The Good Place, a weekly comedy on NBC from the delightful fork in mind of Mike Schurr. I'm Sarah Gardner. I'll be hosting this week, along with my friends, Rachel Adelman. Hi, Rachel. Hi, everyone. Javier Matusevich. Happy birthday, Javier.
1: Thank you. It was nice.
0: And Andrew Pontius. Hi, Andrew. Hello there. So when we last left off, there was a whole episode that got eaten by technical difficulties, but it doesn't matter because it was filler and generally disappointing, (laughs) says me. So here's what happened in brief. Last week was a story within a story where Bad Janet learned the value of putting humanity in a better perspective. Everyone tried to humor Brent's terrible, sexist attempt at creating a novel until they couldn't anymore. John discovered Jason's secret, and Michael gave Bad Janet a copy of the History of the Neighborhood. So before we move on to this week's episode, do any of you have anything to add to discuss a chip driver mystery?
2: Well, he let let Janet go, right? So she... In theory, she took that book back to the bad place, and potentially, if she did get her mind changed, she took that new philosophy down to the bad place, and maybe, maybe the hope was that he would, she would change some minds down there as well. We'll see how that goes.
1: I liked how it awful the book was, the book by Brent.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was the source of most of the humor last week. Was just how bad that
3: book was and now we understand what a chip driver is yep. we were very confused by that title at first <laughs> uh it was a very much a furniture moving episode mm. mm-hmm.
0: yeah i feel like at several points we're supposed to put our faith in demons and that was just another one <laughs> <laughs> that they're going to do the right thing
2: right the 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 idea i think the idea at the beginning of it was since it was a story that the story would have a A happy ending that there would be some way that they would pull it out at the end and then they just didn't and you were supposed to just wait till the next episode to get the to figure out kind of what happened next so yeah it really did feel like you know why did we have to if there wasn't even a conclusion to it if there was nothing really changed except maybe got a little worse why did we have to watch the whole thing right i think that was probably a common perception
0: yeah, it it was the first time we really got a lot of scenes between the new crew, like the different people. Um, but it wasn't as satisfying as I was hoping it would be.
2: Well, it was about as satisfying as I think we were thinking it was going to be, which was unfortunate. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, so this week's episode is called "Help Us Other People," and it was a marked improvement. It's the final hours before the experiment ends. The gang wants to finish strong and grab a few points at the end, but their plans get derailed because Simone believes she's come upon a secret, that they're in the bad place, that Michael and Eleanor are in on it, and that Brent definitely doesn't belong. Which, you know, we have said several times. (laughs) At this point, John spills the beans on Jason's secret, Brent blabs about going to the best place, and Chidi bears his soul to his purported soulmate, who doesn't return his sentiment. The two break up at a magic performance brought to us by Michael, the amazing Dr. Presto, and Brent falls into a purposely placed pit. Cheaty is the only Wave 2 subject to try and save him, but then the, he falls into the pit also. Eleanor and Michael rescue the two of them, and Cheedy explodes with the revelation it's the bad place, which elicits two very delightful evil laughs, and the perfect setup for Brent to realize his personal failings, which he does, but maybe too late. We're in the aftermath, everybody. What did you think?
2: I believe that we're in the end game now.
0: Mm. <laughs> I don't have enough gravitas to say that. <laughs> <laughs> did you like this episode?
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was a very fun episode, a very active episode. There's there's not a lot of wasted time. We we constantly get new stuff to to analyze and to discuss and to to go through. There's no, there's a lot of jokes. It's it's pretty joke heavy, but it still makes it through a very thick thick amount of plot, and it doesn't really linger on anything uh, worthless. So it's pretty much the opposite of last week's episode.
3: Hmm. I thought they sort of redeemed uh, Simone's character a bit with this episode because I always thought Simone should. Notice what was going on a little more than she seemed to, but it makes total sense that she would play along and try to figure out what th- was going on
2: well, it wasn't I think there was a one point where we we had mentioned that Simone just seemed to be going along with everything and pretty chill, and you know that that makes sense if she was hanging back for um for for her own purposes. on the other hand, I think um you know there are the two two sides of that there was cheaty holding to his secret and then there was uh, Simone holding to her secret and they made a explicit point to, you know, show both of those as, as, as sort of related efforts in this episode. On the other hand, they kept Simone's efforts entirely a secret from us as well so that they, they made it seem like she wasn't necessarily doing as much. I think I might've been happier if she had, if we had seen more of that going, going on, like if we had had any sort of a hint that she was, you know, as smart as she should have been. But, you know, so that meant that through the last three or four episodes, she wasn't really doing very much. And I think that's kind of a waste dramatically. It it might have made for less of a secret, but I don't think it needed to be a secret necessarily that she was doing that. And it might've had more suspense involved if we knew that she was, that this is what she was up to. And this is what they were going to have to face in the same way that we had the suspense of Cheetah keeping a secret and John trying to keep the secret and, and Brent, thinking he was going to a better place and and knowing that that was going to blow up that if she had had that plot as well it it, it just might have felt more interesting to me
3: I feel like that would be interesting but I feel like they'd then have to have her bring somebody else in on it because a scene with just Simone alone looking at a board would be kind of boring and uh, you know I don't know her keeping it a secret is also interesting
1: yeah they, they clearly wanted it to be a, a big reveal. But it comes off as a bit of a Deus ex machina, and I think like they could have basically added some uh, crumbs of bread along the way that we can look before we look back and say, okay, she's she's taking notes or she's doing something right. slightly suspicious. We we don't really need to to see her uh, scribbling on the on the whiteboard. We can just see her being a. Pss- tiny bit suspicion or uh, suspicious or doing something that we don't understand and that we can look, we we can look back and say, okay, she's doing that thing that, that she said that she was doing.
2: Right. In the sense that, Oh, it's that, that would be difficult to do. Sure. But they did it. They've already done that in the first season where they, they had so many signals, which seemed kind of mixed until you saw them in the right perspective. We know that they can do it. So it's a little disappointing that they didn't do it in that case. I don't want to harp on it too much, but, uh, that that was it, it it was necessary for the for this episode to go down the way it did, so I, I'm glad they got to it, but I just I do think it's a bit of a missed
1: opportunity otherwise, yeah, I agree everyone else had something that was set up after, uh, before the fact and she's the only one that has to to bear the burden of setting it all up after the fact,
0: yeah, we have the benefit with Simone's character of knowing her on earth how. Smart She is how capable she is. So some of that, you know, we just had to kind of reach back for it. But yeah, I mean her her reveal was the initial one of this episode. And I don't know, I went along with it, but I see what you're getting at that, you know, throughout the the course of things, we could have seen her taking a little bit too keen of an interest in something. Um, I did like that each character ended up with their own secret. That they all kind of blurted out at once, especially after last week where John learns that Jason is not John U, and uh, it felt like a like a failed attempt at a storyline. Whereas this week he just gets to join in with like I know something too, um, you know. It was it was fun to have them all have something that they were keeping from everyone.
1: Even yep, even if
0: with Brent, you would think if he was going to the best place, he would have told everyone. <laughs> Just right off the bat.
1: <laughs> Does he care more for for getting into the better place or he cares more for being able to brag about it? Uh, I think you might be onto something.
0: Yeah. He can be proud of himself that he didn't tell, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, well, so the, so they have that thing
2: where they all kind of blurt out the secrets in Chidi's apartment, and um, and so then we're dealing with I think another interesting thing to focus on is um the pe- the other people in the room right the uh, Tahani and Jason are also in the room they're not part of the experiment they don't really learn that until a little later so they still think of them maybe as as part of the group um, but they have to sort of interact in ways that will that will help help things along and I think Tahani. Tahani kind of trying to say, oh, just don't worry about it, I think is her big pitch. Like, okay, you've said some things, but don't worry.
0: Obviously paradise, so what are you getting at kind of thing.
2: Yeah, (laughs) and I don't... I I, I, I think people just kind of ignore her, I guess, because it's not that compelling of an argument. But... um, And then Jason gets to talk, finally. And, uh, Hmm. uh, you know, he does get one good joke in there. I think he's like, oh, yeah, my background, I was born in a swimming pool, which... I think it's a joke we haven't heard before from him. So he does get to do that. And it, it, it's been interesting seeing Jason act with cheaty and with, um, with John because he's still himself, but it's funny how he kind of acts it, especially that actor kind of acts it as if he's also kind of playing a role that is himself. Like he kind of is the crazy Jason character maybe a little more, but also maybe a little restrained a little bit because he's doing it in the service of, helping cheaty and they've even said in previous episodes that he's doing a good job with that. And I think he does that again here. He's introducing himself and he's kind of making sure you know the important things about him in a way that is nice and tidy, that he never acted like that, you know, like in the first season when he was uh, uh, revealing himself to uh, to Eleanor. It, it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like as, as tidy an introduction. So I, I was interested in that aspect of things, even though it didn't necessarily go anywhere, but it was it was an interesting that they 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 crafted that for him a little better in in opposition to uh, to Honey, who I still think was relatively poorly served in this episode. She got a decent number of lines, but a lot of them were more of these sort of uh, name dropping lines again, or like this bizarre thing where she's making or the show is making a joke about her uh, tuxedo styles and things. And I I just I think they kind of showed her to be unself conscious about herself in a way that we would have hoped that she would have moved a little beyond in these years. And yet they keep going back to that well to make her a, an object of fun. And I, I wasn't really happy about that either with this episode, although it did go by pretty quick.
1: Yeah. I think in this episode, she, she has a bit of an excuse because she's constantly trying to deflect attention. And I, I see it as reasonable that she's, her way of deflecting attention is going back to those name-dropping ways.
0: When we get to the point where things are starting to fall apart, did any of you have any inkling of the second turn of events?
1: Uh, i like to say that I did, but I don't know if I'm lying to myself. It did feel like they were going to try something like that, but I don't know. I've seen the episode so many times that by now I feel like I know because I know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I don't know.
0: It was a good thing to have that iconic thing from season one reappear in such a direct way where we got to see Kristen Bell do her best Michael laugh, which I'm sure was so fun.
2: <laughs> well, then she went, she went further, right? She she's like, Oh, you figured it out. You know, she, you're really kind of channeling him.
0: Yeah. Like you big dumb for dummies. Yeah, um, fun. yeah, but I think that was maybe supposed to be a treat for the people who've been watching since the first season. Uh, you know, like this is for you guys kind of thing. And I appreciated that.
1: Yeah. It was a super strong callback. Uh, It made the whole episode so much better just by having that little moment there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Although I I worry that it meant that most of the strength of this episode was based on better moments from other episodes that they've already had. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or that it just
0: had a strong ending and that kind of, like, made it a good episode because it ended well. Well...
2: I mean, ending well is better than not ending well. Yeah,
0: and so. I do I do agree that the pacing this week was really good, really strong. Um, things were always in motion. All the characters basically had something to do. Um, we got a lot of good jokes along the way. I was never quite sure how they were going to get out of the jam, which was nice, at least until I saw it again. <laughs> right. But, um, <laughs> and then to have it end like it did on our first, I think, true cliffhanger of this season.
3: Yeah, I think so. The experiment ended like so abruptly. I was like not expecting that mid-sentence. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I think I had said earlier in some of the earlier episodes that I was not expecting the the end of the season to be the end of like they were going to do something that would that would be beyond just the experiment. And what I thought that meant was that the experiment was going to go completely awry and they would have to do something completely different. What they did instead was they just ended it early, at least early for us. They, they compressed the entire year into the first uh, seven episodes, right? Yeah. Um, and that, I was not expecting that, but it also means that they've still got, what, like,
1: five more episodes to, uh, yeah, something to do something like else, that. do something different. So, Yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah. I prefer. It's all unexplored territory. And
2: I think I think the, the real cliffhanger is not necessarily the fact that it ended. It was to, you know, what will they do about Brent, right? Mm-hmm. Does Brent's apology count? I, I think it's is, is probably the only mystery that I really care that much about because everyone else seems like it's not really that much of a mystery. Like, it's not really that much suspense at at how they're going to be. It's It's more about interpretation. But with Brent, it's really like he has a chance to really actually change himself around. And he took it, but then... He didn't really have time to take it. So that's, you know, coming back to some of these moments of uh, what seemed like um, unfairness in earlier episodes that get resolved in, in unusual ways. That, that's the kind of reason I watched the show anyway.
1: Yeah, I would, have, I would have expected that they would have given us a bit more time to see Brent change, even if it's just 10 more seconds. Uh, not having those... It it clashes with with the idea of what was posed in the previous episode, what Michael says about what counts is what you do and what you try to do. And, I mean, he didn't even finish the sentence. I, I would have wished that <laughs> right. he, he had a, a bit more time, you know? I don't think he has... I don't think Chidi even knows what Brent is saying, so mm-hmm. does it count, you know? I don't know.
3: Comes into the question, I guess that got uh, Mindy into the medium place. You know, she gave all her money to charity when she died, and that's what got her into the medium place. But she really didn't do that in real life, but it did count for her. So, does it count for Brent? (laughs) And how much of that is
0: intention?
1: I would be funny. I would find with Brent ending up on a on a medium place. Uh. I mean, he's bad, but is he being tortured bad?
2: I don't know. What is funny that they turned Brent's personal redemption, which is normally something that's sort of very internal and very meditative into basically a ticking clock, right? And into like this suspenseful, you know, uh, moment by moment, you know, action, uh, climax thing that just, you know, they get some points for that in my book for, uh, Turning it into something, turning it into something suspenseful.
1: Yeah, it it kind of also. There's something that doesn't jive well with me, which is the fact that we don't even see what's going on with um, Simone and uh, and John. Right, like right. they're discounted. The, the, whatever they're they're doing, it's not important. And and the fix, the Hail Mary, is, is only working for them, for. the... Brent and then Chidi maybe I don't even know if it comes for Chidi. It all seems like it's all going to uh, go around Brent. And uh, the the original plan was to make everyone gain some more points. And now it's all about Brent. Which is, I mean, if you have to save someone, you don't choose Brent. <laughs> you choose everyone else first.
3: Yeah, I think you know Chidi proved his goodness by saving Brent, so they didn't have to worry about Chidi earning any more points. But yeah, Simone and John, I guess, did they lose all the points they've earned becoming better people because they chose to let Brent rot in the hellhole there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, as you are saying, uh, Chidi was probably okay for the whole time, but we've seen him change. We know that he can do it. He wasn't really... A big uh, question there, but uh, in the case of John, he kept a secret for exactly not even one episode. <laughs> so, what he made, what made him a bad person, which is being gossipy and caring about other people's lives in an in an insane way, he's still doing it. Simone, who discredits everything that anyone else says except if except if it comes from her, because she's the only one that counts. She's still doing that. We we thought that she was better, and now we see her. She, she's keeping tabs on everyone and and trying to make sense of everything. And so she's she's still as bad as she was before. So are they are they saved? I don't know. Chidi is the only one that I'm sure of, and maybe Brent because they did the whole thing that. Guess we'll have to
3: watch and find out next week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have to say again with most of these
2: kind of questions. These are good questions to ask, but I also don't, I kind of don't care that much because the, this is at the, the, the heart of the show. The heart of the show is can people improve? And the only, you know, like can Simone improve? Can Chidi improve? Can John improve? I'm actually not that, I they're just not that interesting whether they can improve or not. And so they have actually in some ways made me to care more about Brent than I was expecting to because he's the one who turning turning himself around is the thing that feels impossible and you know is there a way that they can do that and you know like Eleanor, El- El- his first season in some ways having her turn herself around seemed impossible right she was a very bad person when she started out and so watching her make that journey was interesting in a way that that other um sitcomy aspects of the of the thing were were maybe less interesting i don't know so but I also think, metagaming wise, you know, there are five more episodes. <laughs> Whatever they decide for that, uh, for for that issue, for that situation, will not take up five more episodes. There's got to be enough more plot and 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 ethical conundrums to to span that time. And I don't know how they're going to do that. I really hope they don't make us go through the whole thing again. But that's kind of all they do now is they make us do it again and again and again. So. Again, I hope that they do something other than that, but I'm not sure what that could possibly be.
0: Yeah. When um, looking at the DVR for this episode, and the summary began with, it's the final day of the experiment. And I thought, well, wait, did we know that going in, that this was the end of everything? Which at least I didn't. I hadn't been paying attention close enough, I guess. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But... The way they've got it set up, uh, it seems like the next logical step would be some sort of judging or accounting. Um, and I don't know. I mean, they also need to do something with John and Simone. Um, they can't just have him drive off and then we don't see him unless they're missing. I don't know. It Their story is anticlimactic in a way where I'm not Totally invested, but I also hope that the writers have a plan. (laughs) Right.
2: Well, that could be... So we've got probably one more episode before the break that feels like what's going on. And so it it would almost be nice if uh, if they had like an episode about Simone and John trying to survive in somewhere else for a while, and then they left the judgment for after... You know, meeting Judge Jen again and and seeing how it all goes till after the break, but but I yeah. I, I, I don't know either.
3: I think there's new episodes scheduled for the next yeah, two that's weeks, right. and then we don't know beyond yeah. that.
2: Two weeks, okay. So through the twenty so first, yeah.
0: and I'm just speculating, but I don't think they'll have one on Thanksgiving in the U.S. There's always just so much football that I don't know that it would even right. be on.
2: Yeah, that that week, I don't think we're gonna have. Thursday, right. Yeah, definitely and not. they
0: did just announce that the final episode will air in January and will be 90 minutes. So right. there there is That's going good. to be a break. We just don't know how many episodes will lead up to the break. Hopefully not just the final episode.
1: <laughs> don't we know that there are, there are what, 13 10 episodes, 10 episodes, right?
3: Are there 10? I think 13.
1: 12? i think
0: it's 12 or 13 i'm ready to guess whatever number we want (laughs) but i don't know if the i mean i would guess the final episode just counts as one episode even if it's 90 minutes long so i hope so beyond all that there is one plot point that we didn't really touch on and that's chidi and simone breaking up how did you guys feel about that
1: i didn't care
3: <laughs> I agreed with John. It was the most boring breakup ever.
2: Yeah, yeah, it really was. Well, like, to a degree, like it was almost hard to tell that they were together to some, yeah. to some degree.
3: I mean, be- besides their nice, lovely pet names for each other, we <laughs> could have forgotten all about it. Yeah,
0: maybe those pet names were just put in there to like give them a little shortcut to intimacy. Like, oh look, yeah. they've got names for each other, but. You know, we didn't spend a lot of time with the two of them growing close or anything, at least not this season. No. And um when they started to kind of peck at each other, uh it <laughs> it kinda seemed bitter right off the bat. Like they're they're not uh they're not be- they're being very cordial, but they're saying things that seem like they're at an impasse. And then when it's over you know, it's just over.
1: Yeah. It never seemed like they were endgame. We know that Eleanor is going to wind up with Chidi. So the writers didn't even bother to to make it believable. And I think I'm fine with that. I don't want to waste any more time. Precious screen time.
3: I said I'd forgotten or maybe not even realized that Simone didn't know that they were soulmates. Like I knew Chidi knew and I had just forgotten that she didn't know so that was kind of just like i feel like he the relationship was maybe a little more one-sided because of that because he and maybe he didn't put any work into it because he assumed because they're soulmates everything's gonna be great
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah simone seems to be still doubting about the fact that they're still in a coma (laughs)
0: I had so much goodwill for her coming out of last season where when she returned, I was excited to see her like, oh, I like Simone. I'm glad she's back. But I don't know. I don't I don't like her this season.
1: No,
2: I agree. Uh, Yeah, she's more of a plot device than than anything else this season.
3: I feel bad because I like the actress, Yeah, (laughs) but I feel like they're not using her. Well, they got five more episodes. Yeah. Tahani, too. They feel like they're just kind of wasting their. Yeah. Skills um, somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel bad. And the guy who's playing Brett is doing a great job <laughs> yeah. because no matter how much I hate Brett, the guy kind of makes me like him. So, yeah, I get the feeling that actor must
0: play that character a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, for sure.
0: Oh, and what did you think of Michael, the stage magician?
2: Oh, God. <laughs> Dr. Presto <laughs> Well, the, the the magic stuff that he was doing the whole episode Seemed like another one of these things You know, they've got to have a joke per minute, right? They've got to have the joke machine going on strong The whole episode So there's always You can always look at these episodes And see, well, how did they decide to fill up those joke minutes Those joke slots And it, you really just felt like I felt anyway that this The joke, the the, the, the magic was was a lot of the jokes of the episode and so they, they just had, you know, somebody had a whiteboard and they just came up with a whole bunch of, Oh, how can we make, you know, stage magic funny? And, and there's lots of jokes to make about it. Right. But I did, I did get tired of it after a while. Cause it, it did feel more sitcomy to me. And, you know, from what we've talked about before, sitcom is kind of the worst thing I can call something in the, the Boys <laughs> episode. And it just felt like it wasn't, it just felt like they were filling up the, you know, the slots instead of doing something more character based. And, uh, I was not a big fan. You know, I didn't hate it, but I was like, okay guys, get to the real stuff. And, uh, and they were even doing it up at the end, you know, even when he was up on stage with, uh, with Janet, it still just felt like they were taking up minutes. I, I guess they kind of connected it to the plot at the very end when like he was reaching into the hat and then actually triggered an earthquake instead of something from the hat. But it still felt extraneous and time, time filling to me.
0: Yeah, if you're going to put it in because Michael loves humans and wants to be a human and this is just another attempt at that. I get it. Um and it's charming and you know, he's funny. He's he's Ted Danson, but it was a little bit corny.
1: <laughs> yeah, it it wasn't good enough to justify taking us away from the the plot de- de- development.
2: When it's tough, right? Because they've got like 30 jokes to fill in every episode until, you know, that's 30, that's 200, 200 jokes, right? And so far, and you can't come up with, with great jokes for every time probably, but it, yeah, it, I do, I do appreciate it more when they can find better sources of humor than, than the,
1: and again, you know, it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't, wasn't great. Yeah. But if that's all they have, if they don't have any more better jokes than, than the one Michael showed, I would have been fine with taking those 30 extra seconds to to show us what's going on with Simone and what what Brent was really going to say. We we, we can see some more plot. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you can you cannot be a, a, a fully a fully show loaded episode. Sometimes
0: they want to be stingy with the reveal, though. They don't want you to know what he said. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> so do we miss any plot points or are we ready for some jokes?
2: I think the other um I think the other thing about the episode was Eleanor's determination to win and so she was, you know, she was saying, "Oh, you know, maybe we should just not do anything." And then what is it? I think Michael comes in and says, "No, we need to do we need to do something. You have to do something." At the end, and, and even Jason comes in and says, you know, you can't do what is it like a, a prevent defense, a, prevent defense, right? And everybody gets surprised at how uh, how uh, coherent he is when he talks about that. But um, you know, at the very end, like Eleanor is like, no, 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 I'm going to do anything, do what it takes to to win. And that just seemed a bit more, you know, it, it served the plot, but it was also a nice reminder that that she has her own personality here. And is, is relying on her her life and her experiences to do this, even when it seems pretty straightforward, you gotta get people to, to make more points. So I did like that aspect of, of this episode. They gave her a, a few moments there to uh to be more to be her more.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think that makes sense. But yeah, I think that's it.
3: Okay. Time for the joke. Yeah. What
0: you got there, people?
1: I think it's funny that the picture of Doug Forsett is still on set in the office of Michael and and Eleanor. <laughs> they, they 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 seem to have kept the, the storyline. Is he still mm-hmm. is, is he still the the one that got it right in this version got of the series?
3: <laughs> He's got the closest. I mean, they were very lucky to have that picture. They would never <laughs> get rid of it. Um. I, I think one of my favorite kind of jokes th- throughout the episode was at the end when Janet appeared with the pitcher and glass of margaritas for Eleanor. And instead of taking the glass, Eleanor took the pitcher <laughs> and drank the pitcher of margaritas.
1: Yep. Classic. <laughs> yeah.
0: I liked that when they were doing the flashback to fun times they had, that one day everything was chocolate and he, that Jason ate a Reese's cup, and it was entirely chocolate. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was good. Yep. <sighs> yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, Jason. Oh, I liked that um, Gianu's sweating while he meditates was sweatitating. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, and Montani sees that that's not working. She says, "I, I know Sting something like that." Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. that was her Sting.
0: save. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I liked when Jason in, finally got to introduce himself, and and he says like, "I'm from Jacksonville, go Jags." Obviously,
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: I love and just the bits and pieces of Jason's history that we get <laughs> in those That's... things. He just always drops something. You're like, did he just say what I think he just said? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I liked. Um, John gave us the true story of what happened with solange and jay-z in the elevator at the met gala Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that it was so innocent
0: (laughs) yep um i like that one of simone's points was that you know why if they've got a a neighborhood full of 300 people did they spend time with the six of us and john's like who are they going to talk to dumb shorts Uh, (laughs) kathy and they're like what's your problem with her and he's like her shorts and she's Kathy. <laughs> what isn't my problem oh, with her?
3: <laughs> Ducky and muffin on uh. the case.
2: Yeah, that was a fun one. <laughs> oh. When Tani Tani was uh, when she's arguing with them, she says, "You know, we are in good old paradise." Yes, some of us are under five ten. Hmm. Um, <laughs> that is a that's something she would think was was a bad thing about.
0: I liked when Brent was in the pit and he yelled up just so everyone knew he wasn't scared. I'm shouting so you know Brent. I'm okay. I am very brave.
1: <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked Brent on this episode. He had a lot of funny lines, very Brentian.
0: Especially after last week where the book was really, like, it was
1: pretty yeah. funny. Oh, so <laughs> so bad. The jokes yeah. though, the
0: jokes that came from it. And so this week it's good to still laugh at him.
2: <laughs> well we had that one moment where he, he arrives late to the to Chidi's apartment when everyone's already there and then he throws his towel at Cheedy. Yeah. And that really that felt like, you know, that felt like the old Brent that he's like, wait, he mm-hmm. thinks cheaty is like his servant
3: or uh, something? I didn't even catch that. Yeah. He, yeah. he he mentioned <laughs> almost firing Janet at some point. Right. So
1: I didn't read really like that. I read it more like he's uh, being juvenile, like he's on a frat house and on a locker room and throwing it at his friends. It it read more like that to me. Like he was being playful in the toxic masculinity way.
0: Or just sloppy and careless. (laughs) Just throwing stuff.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And uh, what was it he said when he came in from golfing? He's like, I had a good day. I better shut the door or else the birdies will follow me in. You know, somebody's uncle has told that joke. (laughs) Mm, well, and and then later Janet said something about the day before they all got lollipops so they could talk to birds. So maybe it had something <laughs> to do with that.
2: Uh, well, Brent says something that I thought was interesting in hindsight, which um, I came this close to firing Janet, but she's gotten a lot better. And I'm wondering if the writers meant that to be a reference to the fact that it was bad Janet before and now it's good Janet who actually does her job well.
0: Oh, so that's she, smart. She,
2: she's... So now she's better at fulfilling all of his unreasonable demands in a way that bad Janet might not have been as good at.
0: I took it as um, it's actually him who's a little better. And so, you know, he thinks Janet's okay. a little better. Mm-hmm. Even if he's the opposite of a box of donuts.
2: <laughs> right, a toilet of broccoli, <laughs> I think was the, was the way that worked. Yeah, that sounds about right. Toilet yeah.
0: full of broccoli.
2: Um, there was a moment where Eleanor was saying, Janet, can you, can you look inside that obelisk? and see our scoreboard, <laughs> and Janet says, yes, I have about a 1 in 970 trillion chance of being able
1: to do that. Let's give it a whirl. And then she comes back all disheveled. Yeah,
0: that that's <laughs> <Not Yeah>. gag
1: <laughs> And in the same vein, I like how we see Janet talk about eating her Janet babies to recover her oh, yeah. brain powers, and it's such a the crazy image to to imagine compared with with what we know of Janet so I, I like that
3: it it's things like that that janet said that made it easier to not question the bad janet
1: when she <laughs> was
3: there you know, sometimes janet does say things that you're like wait <laughs> what <laughs> you have to eat the janet babies violently don't look don't <laughs> <laughs> look <laughs> Um,
0: Eleanor's saying while she's developing her plan that, uh, we hope our earlier successes make up for the embarrassing mess we've become like Facebook or America.
2: Yeah. 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 That was good. <laughs> yep. And mm-hmm. then when she says, you know, f- fork it, I'll go, you know, I'll trust you, Michael. And Jason says, I'm
1: always down for forking mm-hmm. it. Like,
2: you know. <laughs> yeah, I would bet you are.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's really impressed with the magic that Michael... Christ, <laughs> the
0: quarter behind the ear.
1: Yeah, that was fun. The the physical comedy. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think maybe the best joke we got out of Michael doing magic is Eleanor's reaction that you can't pull out the hat after you ask us if we trust you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I liked her earlier bit where she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you can do your magic. You convince me. the the pocket thing convinced me." And Michael's like, "Really? Oh, you're just being mean." Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. It was also funny when um, Michael asks Janet, like, can't you make them clap? It's like, no. <laughs> they see what they see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I like that uh, Jason came up with the idea of blowing the same thing twice. It's oh, yeah. so <laughs> in character and funny, but it also made sense.
2: Right. Yeah, no, I, I, actually, I actually really thought that was, that was the good place doing what it does best is uh, being a little off the wall and yet moving the plot forward through their characters being themselves. And I, yeah, I really, I really like that because I had to actually watch it through a second time because I had actually hadn't necessarily caught that everyone was talking about it being hell when they were talking about whether to save Brent or not. And I think Chidi had already mentioned at that point that this feels like it's actually hell and we're being tormented so that when he said it again in the, in the, in the office, uh, the first time around I thought that was coming completely out of the blue and I was like how could they even predict he was going to say that but the second time through I was like oh they talked about it before and I'm not sure where I was going with that anymore
1: <laughs> and it's very cheaty that's what you mean <laughs> it moves the plot wildly being cheaty oh the thing of callbacks um uh, cheaty
2: brings up for another year the fact that he thinks he was in hell because of the almond milk, just every time, <laughs> yep. every time, every and time. That's all
0: it takes, man. We are all doomed.
3: <laughs> oh, and, yeah, and nobody ever believes him that that's the reason he's in hell because it's, it's never
2: true. But yeah,
0: I liked when someone asked, I think it was Eleanor, asked Jason how he was doing, and he's like, Awesome, and and Donnie's like, No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep,
0: that was yeah. Cool.
2: Good job, Jason. <laughs> all in, all in the delivery. It was, it was nice.
0: <laughs> or, well, the delivery also when Tahani had that little aside about suits or tuxedos or whatever it was, and she's like, "Can you imagine?" And Jason just looks at her like, "No,
2: no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah." In hindsight, that whole speech from from Tahani was in order to promote. Yeah, that.
0: and that was it. Was a yeah. really good read from. The actor that plays Jason. He <laughs> delivered it
3: really well.
2: Manny Jacinto? Is that it? Or is that of somebody I else? think
3: you're right.
1: I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. That's his name. Michael wrote a song.
3: Oh,
0: yeah, that thing.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> write it down, but... The
3: Purple Train to Groovy City. or <laughs> <laughs> something about it's it? See, like that. Yep. Train if instead groovy,
0: of magic, yeah. they had Michael like learning to play guitar badly. <laughs> yeah. I think I might have liked that more. <laughs> Where, like, they're all forced to watch yeah. him play some terrible acoustic guitar with a song he wrote.
2: <laughs> well, content dancing Dance and Sing? He doesn't
0: have to. <laughs> doesn't
3: have to. I
1: suppose not. <laughs> Rapping, oh, maybe. Oh, boy.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, that would have been a good one. <laughs> so that's all I've got.
0: All I have is when Brent reveals that he thinks he's going to the best place, that he, He's,
2: oh, that, he says, ah. you
0: know, like, he, he says they sat him down and, and referred to him as Amigo. And someone's like, I don't think they really called you
1: Amigo. <laughs> yeah. He,
2: well, I think he says later on that, like, oh, well, I'm going to the best place. Um, if, if you guys don't get in, I can put in a good word for you. Do you have any yeah. business cards?
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. And he's so sure that he's going at midnight on an escalade. He goes everywhere on an escalade. It's the only car in the good place, but... He gets it.
0: So then to next week and what I hope is more Janet jokes. Give me more Janet. Yeah. Anybody know what the title of the episodes for next week is? Oh, I did have that. Let's see. See if I can find it.
1: I remember it was very intriguing, but I don't remember what it was.
3: (laughs) Oh, I found it. The... The funeral to end all funerals. <laughs> wow.
0: Ooh. Okay, not what I was expecting. So, <laughs> do we have any guesses? Mm.
3: It, it's a little more straightforward than the Chip Driver mystery he, was as a title. Not that much
2: more. Nobody died. He did bring you know? Chip Driver yeah. back you
3: know? up this week, which was
0: cute.
2: <laughs> uh, nope. Don't really. Nope. Whose
3: uh, funeral? Right.
0: Maybe um, Simone and John return. And in order to cover for Brent and Cheedy being frozen, they have to play it off like they died. In the pit.
3: <laughs> They're probably frozen wherever they are, too, though. Uh, yeah, oh, maybe. yeah. Because I, yeah. I don't think they can get out of the bounds of the neighborhood except on a train. Well, so. then don't worry about that.
1: <laughs> I don't know, though. What if they made it out to the medium place?
3: They're in the medium place already. That's where this neighborhood well, okay, is.
1: Okay, okay. But, you know... The mean the meeting place. Uh, I'm willing to wait to see what they do. I'm not. <laughs> Bring me the cream
0: right now.
2: We're gonna have to agree to disagree, Javier.
0: <laughs> thank you all. Um, thank you, Andrew.
1: Uh, you're very welcome. Have a good evening.
0: You too. Thanks, Javier.
1: Goodbye, friends.
0: And thank you,
3: Rachel. Good night, everyone. Good night.
1: Alrighty then.
2: So was that you who put in the the previous episode was supposed to be the six month mark? I think.
1: Yeah, that was me. Okay, because
2: I was like freaking out that like Jason Snell was putting in comments <laughs> into our and like no, that's that's probably not what happened. Yeah, no. he's probably not listening to us. I don't think so. Yeah, he's got he's got stuff to do. Yeah.